What I've kind of figured out is, you know, it's okay to be structured. It's okay to have a plan. But I think that all the best things that have come out of this have been on spontaneous decisions. You know, not saying like I hadn't put any thought into it, but it's like, here's the opportunity and I took it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mays, here in the Polo Pro Studio. And today's guest, he's the one and only Connor McCaskill. Connor actually ran and operated this podcast behind the scenes. He also was my main shooter and editor on my gear review site, Kinotika. He's now doing full-time YouTube content for an amazing creator who we actually had on this podcast, Armando Fiera. And he has a lot to say about what it's like coming from college to full-time YouTube to moving across the country. A lot of cool things have happened in his career and it was really fun for me personally to have an interview with Connor in this type of scenario. We've been friends for years and now that he is in this completely new stage in his life, it was really amazing to kind of hear his perspective hear what he's learned this one was probably one of the most fun podcasts for me to do and without any further ado let's listen in on my interview with the one the only connor mccaskill all right so we're here with uh, a really special guest today oh stop. my good friend uh connor mccaskill did you forget my name no i was just like <laughs> i wanted to add some other titles there oh okay. but i can do that in the intro which sure. you've already listened to yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to But it. this is a fun interview because we've been working together for a couple years now, mm -hmm, but now true. you're also working with, you're, you're working full-time with Armando. You right. Don't, you don't work with me in a full-time capacity. No, not we anymore. Do, we do work together often. Yeah, somewhat often. More, it should be more often. It should be way more. Yeah. But Connor is, uh, we're going to learn all about him. Great. He, this is actually kind of your first debut into podcasting. Oh, you did a podcast with a yeah, friend. Yeah, uh, I did do a podcast before, but this is, I don't know, this one feels different for yeah. some reason. <laughs> sure. But Connor is, I think a lot of you guys and girls listening to this will be inspired by your story. Okay. You come from Nashville, yep. straight out of college. Yeah, and then good went, old Nashville and then boy. And you went straight into YouTube, traveling the country, doing YouTube content, and now working with a creator... Yeah. who we've interviewed, Armando Fiera, on That's this right. podcast, Great who guy. has uh, over 400,000 subs. Yeah, you make my life sound way more exciting. <laughs> well, I want to hear all about it. Okay, because um, you haven't already. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, we'll just put this on the front end. I've known Connor since I was probably 16 or 17, maybe. Uh, yeah. No, I was older than that. I was probably 19. I don't know. How old? How, I don't actually, I never really thought I about was, how old you so were. I was when fresh I met out of you. high school. So I was probably 18 years old, maybe. Um, yeah. At Life Assembly, which is the church that we met at. Yeah. And you were, you were in maybe I, middle I was, school, high I was, school. Age. I was pretty young. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't really like hang out because no. of the age gap. Right. But our, yeah, he was too cool. But our family, <laughs> Like my parents and your parents were very close mm. and your sister is close to my age as well. Right. So I almost knew her more than you for a, a, a while. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think until we started kind of working together. Yeah. I mean, we knew of each other. Yeah. Because uh, our parents were really good friends. Yeah. But and by we, when we say parents are good friends, I mean like they like see friends. each other once a week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So back home in Nashville, um, both of our parents are besties. So we would see each other at Christmas, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, yep. Easter. I remember I was in one of your Christmas videos, actually. Because yes. you used to make Christmas videos yep. for your parents. <laughs> Every year, my brother yeah. and I would make 
a goofy video from my parents. That was so fun. Yeah, maybe I'll do another one this you year, should. and you could do a cameo in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we should totally do this. I, I'm I'm 100 down. But you're from Nashville, mm -hmm. and um, you're technically from Florida. But yeah, sure. Um, I've lived a few places actually. But yeah, so I'm just I'm saying all this to say that I know a lot about Connor. That's right. So I'm gonna come at this interview from the perspective of you know, host of the Golden Hour podcast, right. asking you questions that I may know the answer to. Right. But we want to share. Sure. Yeah, because no one else knows about me. <laughs> I mean, maybe... That's you, not true. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people know about you. I mean, I, I mean, let's, we, why don't we just start with, I used to work on this podcast. Yes, you did. <laughs> so th this is me on the mic, yep. which is so weird because I used to be Behind over the there where Migs is sitting right now. Yeah, so we've yeah. got Migs who works here. Um, Connor was coming in. Uh, every week and you're making a long drive you're driving like sometimes three hours a day just to come down here yeah i mean if the traffic was bad enough sure yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. um unfortunately things just have shifted and yeah, okay. no hard feelings or anything it's just life is moving forward and stuff is happening you're working with armando full-time mm -hmm. that's right um but yeah it's funny to have you on this side yeah how's yeah. it feel uh weird but it kind of fun you know yeah. a little bit fun let's talk about how you got started in uh the youtube video space sure how far do you want to go back obviously this is strange for me to be asking you because i have a lot to do with it but most all of it actually yeah yeah um basically you were in college to do like you were doing some video in college is that right yeah um i mean if you want to go back to when i started doing video yeah so I've been doing some sort of video stuff ever since I was a kid. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like most of us have if we're working yeah. in video. I used to make dumb. Uh, actually, this is going to be funny for you. Okay, so I can re distinctly remember one of the first kind of goofy, stupid videos I've made, and I made mm -hmm. it with my little brother. Mm -hmm. um, and it was I made it. It was a Star Wars video where it was terrible, mm -hmm. but you know, we had <laughs> fake lightsabers, of yeah. course. So we wanted to play around with those and make a dumb Star Wars video Heck like yeah. every kid. <laughs> the reason I did it was because I saw your Star Wars video mm -hmm. that you made at your high school. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was the Lightsaber. coolest, I thought it was the coolest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, that was the first time I ever used like After Effects and mm -hmm. I was in high school and then, you know, if, if you're familiar with VFX, a lot of people play around with lightsabers. That's kind of the first things that you want to do you know yeah so, so yeah yeah that was that was kind of the first that's awesome when i kind of started getting into it uh so you have more to do with Heck it yeah. than you know. um <laughs> it's uh that's so flattering i love it so i was in college and i was going to college for software engineering or at least that was the plan nice because um, your uncle has something to do with that right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so he what uh he worked at life he doesn't work the, he actually works at dave ramsey which i know you used to work for dave yeah. ramsey um but he, he worked at Lifeway as like a manager of software engineers for the company. Mm -hmm. And so he told me kind of basically, hey, if you go to college and become a software engineer, you know, well, pretty much guarantee me a job. And of course, my parents, they liked that a lot. So yeah. that's what I was going to go to college for. Um, I remember I was, I was doing some graphic design and video classes just because, because I enjoyed that. Yeah. I didn't, in, I didn't want to do software engineering. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of what I was doing because it made financial sense, yeah. so to speak. And um, I just remember I was, I just got my associate's degree. Literally just like that month I got the associate's degree and I was talking to my parents and I was saying like, I don't want to continue college. I was mm -hmm. like, I really want to do video work. And of mm -hmm. course, 
you know, no offense, my parents, I love them so much, but yeah. they were like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, you really should get a real job and you yeah. know, something that's financially sound. And of course that makes sense. Yeah, but, yeah. uh, well, you've never gotten that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, the but sound, it's been, it's the been, sound part. <laughs> it's been more fun though. Yeah, um, so I think I was talking to my parents and, um, I guess actually, because my dad is the one who connected me mm -hmm. to you in the long run. Yeah, he reached out to my dad and right. said, "Hey, Connor is wanting to get into doing video." Yeah, and uh, at the time, I was starting my YouTube channel and mm -hmm. I needed some help, so it was perfect timing. So yeah, I mean, your dad reached out to my dad mm -hmm. again, bringing up the fact that my parents are close to your parents. Absolutely, <laughs> and yeah. he said, "Connor's looking for some video work. Uh, can you ask David if you know?" And by the way, they call me David because we've yeah. known each other forever. Well, um, I still get confused on what to call yeah. you. <laughs> my family and friend, close friends call me David. And then well, I go by Dave. Yeah, because I, I have you in my phone, right? As yeah. David Altizer, uh -huh. right? Because that's your name. It is my name. Um, <laughs> but you also go by Dave Altizer. Yeah. And then you now go by Dave Mays. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I tell Siri to call you, for any reason at all, uh -huh. my brain goes through all three names before it makes it back to <laughs> David Altizer. You might be one of the only people that really struggles with that. Yeah, I probably yeah. am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? But anyway, so uh, your dad told yeah. basically me that you you wanted to start doing some video stuff, and at the time I was starting my YouTube channel, Kino Tika. Right, and, and I was some help. right at the end of December, mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Three years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because we're in December now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, crazy. <laughs> so yeah, and um, it was really interesting. I remember, I think the first thing I helped you with, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, you were going to Alaska, mm. right? Technically the GoPro video that we made at your house was the first video. Actually, right? no, because I think it was it was a GoPro video, but it was before that, because we went to the Parthenon mm. in Tennessee. Yeah, and you were comparing it to the RXO. The original RXO versus the GoPro Hero yeah. 6, I think. I haven't thought about this in a while. We're kind of going, yeah, going we are down going, memory Yeah, we're going lane. really back. But yeah. you helped me shoot that, and you did a great job. And you really had not really any experience doing that. I mean, no. that, you had no experience doing that. I had that. zero experience. And I didn't either. I, like, It's kind of fun to think back on those days on YouTube for me because um, it's it has become a job now for mm -hmm. both of us. And it's something that we were doing on a daily basis. Back then, it was we were like so naive and yeah. so like we had innocent. no idea what was going. It's like on. this is fun. This looks cool. Yeah. This is great. You know, maybe we should go back to that. I know we should. I don't yeah. know that it's possible. <laughs> Our brains are too developed. Yeah, <laughs> too developed <laughs> for this. <laughs> developed in YouTube. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we ended up obviously because we've known each other forever. We got along well, and mm -hmm. we we. You you performed well and Thank you. I was able to. <laughs> you were teachable too. Like you know, I've at the time I had ten years of experience at that point, so I was teaching you things. And well, you, absolutely. You also, were absorbing I think it. I think my only experience uh, in editing was in Premiere because mm -hmm. I had taken a class yeah. on it in college, and so. that was a that was kind of a pain point for us for a couple of months or a couple of weeks. I I forget. Yeah, I feel like I maybe it was couple, a month. I or think two. it was a month or two that you I was Premier. on Premiere, but you were a Final Cut editor. I'm you a, still are. I still am a hardcore Final Cut editor. Yeah, I, mean, I edit this podcast in Final Cut, That's even right. though this entire office edits in Premiere. That's yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember that because I used to edit the podcast <laughs> yeah. in Final Cut. Yeah. yeah, and now you're back to Premiere uh, again. I'm back to Premiere again, funny. but. Um, um, but which you, is fine. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like really mind. Honestly, I didn't really mind because I just wanted somebody to help me edit. And 
we were able to make it work where I would give you like a, a little XML file and you right. would use it. It was a little clunky. Now, when, when I made the switch to Final Cut, though, when we were both on the same program, it mm. was way better. Yeah. It was just way better. We can share projects. Yeah. We can... Um, and I was teaching you how to use it too, you right? Because you had no experience with Final Cut. No, and I, I and it's there. Like there I are some weird things about it, right? But you totally picked it up and you embraced, you know, things yeah. like the magnetic timeline. And I, like I actually came to like really like it. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember. So fast. Yeah, because I. Yeah, because at first it was awkward because Premiere is just fundamentally seems different than yeah. Final Cut. Um, but now that I'm back on Premiere, I'm back on Premiere because Armando uses Premiere. And again, mm -hmm. for the same reason that I was on Final Cut with you, I need to be on Premiere with Armando because yeah. it just it makes sharing projects that much easier. Yeah. But I remember when I made the switch back to Premiere, I was kind of upset because I was like, <laughs> "Dang it!" I know. I was like, "Dang it!" Ah, I miss favoriting Cut. and all that. Yeah, favoriting. Oh, that's a huge one. Favoriting, and then also I, I felt like I was faster in Final Cut. Yeah. Especially with text, mm -hmm. text in Premiere, it, even with the new update, which it is better, mm. and there are some cool little like plugin things. Yeah, but it, it is still so much better in Final think, Cut. We, so eventually, you ended up liking Final Cut, but now you're in Premiere, and it's, I think it's important for any editor to really explore all the options. Yeah, I'd even say get into Resolve now because that's kind of growing. Yeah, becoming a I've, big program. I've seen DaVinci Resolve make a big yeah push. And I think and, if uh, you have that skill set to do all three of those apps, mm -hmm. you you really bring a lot of value to anybody who wants to hire you. To yeah, edit. that's that's actually a good idea because I was thinking about diving into you know, not not head first, but diving into a little bit of After Effects yes. just because I didn't avoided it like the plague. Mm. Uh, now that you're in Premiere, they work so they, well they work together. very well. I really like I how... I love After Effects. Yeah, I really like how Premiere works with Audacity. Mm -hmm. Actually, I've used Audacity mm. a lot since going to Premiere. So Premiere definitely, like I do like Premiere. Mm -hmm. I also like Final Cut. They're both yeah. kind of this thing. That, and you get Photoshop integration. All right, Photoshop and Lightroom especially. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. There are, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it all does the same thing. You have a bunch of footage and 95% yeah. of it is unusable. Mm -hmm. And then okay. <laughs> and then you, you bring it in and that 5% somehow makes a video. Yeah. I heard yeah. somebody say, you know, if you look at a, a piece of um, carpentry, for example. That's a you don't, example. You don't, yeah, and we can talk about that. <laughs> um, you don't think about what hammer and what saw did they use to create this. No. You look at the art and you say, wow, that's a great piece of art. Unless you're the carpenter. Yeah, that's true. And then you're like, wow, what did you use to make this? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly right for yeah. video editors. Exactly. Like, so what do you edit on or what did you shoot this yeah, on? Yeah, what know? lenses? Wow, that's a really, is that a 1.4? Yeah, wow. Yeah, exactly. But I think normal people, they just look at the video as the video and how you got there doesn't and really matter. Oftentimes, the people receiving the video or the piece of furniture in both examples, they don't see the imperfections. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll we briefly just say that I used to be a carpenter. Mm -hmm. I used to apprentice as a carpenter, then it was my job. It was a lot of fun. And you used to have long hair and look I used like to have Jesus. long hair. I used to look like Jesus. I used to look better. <laughs> I looked at the camera when what? I said that one. No. <laughs> I used to look better. I used to look better. I used you, to be cooler. Do you think your hair looked better long? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. I feel like most people agree with that. I don't know. Do you? I don't. You no, don't I like it, it now. Oh, well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, that doesn't take away from, like, I loved your long hair because it was so unique. And when we would film videos and stuff. Yeah. Often that was part of the joke. It so was part of the joke. Let it. Blow. You're like, can you do another hair flip, please, yeah. <laughs> for slow motion? Yeah, we gotta test the slow motion capabilities. Can you flip your hair? At that time, I couldn't 
pay you anything. We were still kind of in the process of Kinetika having any money at all. Yeah, because I think I joined right when you hit 2,000 subs. Yeah, I mean, so that was very it was really, Because you hit 2,000 pretty quick, right? Because I think you started in October. I didn't start, I, honestly, until you arrived, I didn't, I wasn't consistent. Right. Like I would post one every two weeks or something. Yeah, but you did so, grow pretty quick there was, for inconsistent <clears throat> posting. Yeah, because our strategy was to just buy the new camera that comes out right. and review it instantly. Right. And um, I had that kind of drive and motivation to do that at the time, and I've lost that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like your new videos. <clears throat> thank you. Um but yeah, so because of that, also, it sounds funny to say this, but three years ago already was a different time on YouTube. Like I would yeah. say, I'd say we had a better opportunity three years ago than even now with camera reviews. There's so many people reviewing stuff. I mean, yeah, I've even but, thrown my hat in the ring. But I don't know if that's just me being like already an old man complaining, you know, but. I don't think so. I think it has changed. But anyways, yeah, we, we grew to 2000 pretty quick because of, um, I think the SL2 video from Canon that did really well. Some of the GoPro videos did really well. Um, so well, I wasn't a part of you that. You weren't a part were... of the SL2 one. No. That was the first video I ever made. I made that like in September. Yeah, that video really did do well. Mm -hmm. I think if you look at our top videos, because I like remember going top. through the analytics of mm -hmm. Kinetika later on, and it mm -hmm. was like that SL2 video was always kind of up there with yeah. like still being watched. Yeah, it's got yeah. like I think maybe 150,000 or so. I think so. it's got more than that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. In, yeah. Like, I feel like year. I looked at the analytics more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, Back you to know, what we, we were saying the yeah. channel wasn't really the channel wasn't making any money, period. No. So um, and that's sad to say, because it, it does require a lot of work to even get to 2000. Mm -hmm. And even then, you're you know, you're not making any money. Nope. Um, so we, we, it, it didn't make financial sense to just hire somebody on the spot. And the people that I work with, with Kinotiga, they said, let's find an editor and give it a trial and see if they'd be willing to do it and help us and see how you work with them. And then after a period of time, uh, we were able to come to an agreement and pay you eventually. Yeah, I think it was literally like two months. Mm -hmm. So for about two months, I was just kind of working with you. What is it, like once or twice a week? Yeah. Something like that. And at the time, we were in my bedroom. We had flipped That's the, right. I had to flip the mattress up into the wall. Mm -hmm. in my master bedroom and we then we converted made it work the corner into like a set i do remember that yeah it we actually had your, did work we had your curtain uh over your closet and we just shined a light on it color mm -hmm. light or something yeah we did that a couple times used my table in there yeah it actually wasn't terrible it, it was no. definitely very homebrew no pun intended but yeah. um and there was some noise because i had I think I he was had a kid a, at the time, right? Yeah. Was Ryan born? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he was just born though. Yeah. Because you had him in October. Yeah. Yeah. And October 16th. that was like January mm -hmm. into February. So yeah. So I had my wife downstairs with the baby mm -hmm. and then Connor and I upstairs making videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. <clears throat> and then we eventually got an office space, which was cool. Yeah. But let's talk about that, those beginning stages and like, for somebody who's just getting started out, what do you recommend to kind of get your foot in the door in a similar way? Sure. Uh, have other, a dad that knows your dad. Other than and, no, okay. other than happening happening to know a family friend who happens to do this. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. You know, but you could talk about um, working for free or whatever, right? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to yeah. talk about. Yeah. And that, and that is true. It's like, don't be afraid to work for free because you're going to gain so much in just experience. I mm. feel like 
even if you didn't start paying me after those two months, you know, which I'm very grateful for. I feel like that was pretty fast turnaround. Most people aren't that lucky. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you gain so much in experience that's just invaluable. Mm-hmm. I learned way more with you than I ever did in any college class that I was mm-hmm. taking. You know, like honestly, those were kind of a big waste of time. <laughs> well, you got that piece of paper. I got I got a piece of paper, and I think I might have learned discipline. That's actually a good point, and I sometimes overlook that discipline. I think is probably one of the main things that you can learn in real traditional school. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the head knowledge that you learn in school is often forgotten and right. not ever utilized, like uh, geometry and math and, you know. All those school things. All those school things. Yeah. Um, and I hope that over the next couple of decades, we do reevaluate the math and those types of things yeah. and, and realize that it... calculus is not important for... Uh, students to learn anymore like it was back when calculators and uh, computers weren't around right people who build rockets and uh are engineers they they definitely need to take those courses in college absolutely like well and and calculus kind of is like an ap course it's a college course because well yeah but like uh because i i remember the reason why i like I wanted to do video truly and that was a passion of mine but the reason I didn't want to do software engineering is because I had to take three years of calculus oh wow and I was like that sounds like a pain even Um, some even some complicated like algebra 2 course level stuff can get really complicated and is kind of convoluted and like this is really controversial to talk about I listened to a podcast recently um about like reforming uh math in school because now it really is completely irrelevant. And at the time when these courses were designed, yeah. it was the 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah. They're, and it's very old. It was They were teaching this for like military purposes, for kids to come out of school knowing math that they can then apply to build rockets. Like right. that was the point. And we never changed. Hmm. That was just like the standard. I mean, to some extent, I think I could agree with that. I also I know that you're like uh, a big anti-school, anti-college, anti-school guy. <laughs> yes. Um, I also, but discipline to is... some degree, agree with you, especially depending on what you're doing. Like, I definitely didn't need college to do what I'm doing. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I'm grateful for those two years. Well, you only. I think what you did is perfect. Yeah, I, I, I did I two like, years as well, I, or a year and a half. But I feel like two years <clears throat> of college is good for anyone to have even if you don't need it for mm-hmm. what you're doing per se like an associate's degree yeah just an associate i mean because my, my plan was do gen eds get my associates and then w- when i did that then move on to my bachelor's and do the software engineering bit yeah um but i feel like you know i i to like took history classes and all this random stuff right yeah and in that i'm not a history teacher but i found out that i really love history mm. you know it's like and i you... found out some things and i learned discipline and how to deliver a yeah. project by a certain date and be on time and if i didn't study mm-hmm. or i didn't do the work right then i got a bad grade so yeah so so consider working for free even if it's more than two months right um but also there and realize where you a... are in your life too i mean if you're yeah. if you have a family of five and you need to pay your bills don't work for free 
full time. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't full time though, because I was—that's right. I was working. You were working at uh, uh, Starbucks, right? Yeah, I feel like I was at Starbucks. I think I was done with the carpentry thing mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's sure. how you were making your living. And then when we started working with you, it wasn't enough for you to completely quit your no, side job. It wasn't. But we slowly got to a point where we were able to pay right. you enough, and then you eventually quit. I, I kind of say that working like getting started into this was like a two month journey at a time. Mm -hmm. So it was two months of working for free. Mm -hmm. Then it was two months of working for you for money, but then also I had a job. Mm -hmm. And then after two months, I was able to quit my job and just yeah. work for you. And also take in consideration too, that Connor was 20 years old and living at home with no, like, you know, you're not, you're not married and no. stuff like that. So like, yeah, I'm, it was the perfect I'm time young. of life to do these kind of transitions because you didn't have a lot to as far as uh baggage and yeah things. i didn't have like crazy responsibilities other than i was thinking about college yeah and i was trying to figure out how either i was going to take the college route or i wasn't going to take the college route and mm -hmm. that was pretty much my only and so i took you to stress. vegas so you took me to vegas <laughs> for my 21st birthday yeah on your 21st birthday your mom had a heart attack yeah my we... mom had a heart attack she thought i was gonna i don't know what she thought i was gonna but um, we didn't do anything we didn't at do all anything. we in just fact, went to a convention center in fact i, I the night before my birthday <laughs> we went to some burger joint we were meeting yeah. your friend uh, dakota. dakota right mm -hmm. and uh and i had a, a burger and i got it i think i got it medium rare which yeah. isn't uncommon I, yeah i kind of thought Anyway, long story short, I got food poisoning. You got so sick. I was so sick. And it was on your birthday. It yeah. was awful. Yeah, it was. It's a great story. But that was for NAB. <clears throat> excuse me. That was for NAB, and uh, that was a lot of fun. That was, yeah. I mean, it was really cool to go there I because I was so new to this world. Mm -hmm. So it was just like everything was like, wow, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Like Who's a, that guy over like there? It's like a fire hose of just information. And yeah, it was just overload and it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then we had our first viral video. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. It was the um, uh, Black, Black Magic. Magic. Mm -hmm. The Black Cinema Magic camera. Pocket 4K. 4K, yeah. When that first came out, um, I heard rumors about it coming out. And I told you that night, I was like, all right. No matter what, we got to get up. We got to be first at the gate. I remember like, that. Like run out there. And we stood, we literally got there before the doors even opened, mm -hmm. which is rare for me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that is true. You're usually way late. <laughs> and we like rushed in there. I think the very first shot we did that day was me standing right by the, the steps in front of it. Yeah. By the time the, uh, the doors opened up, I think Blackmagic already announced it officially. So I already knew all the specs before right. we were even there. Well, and and you're like, like a knowledge. For some reason, if I thing, read it once, yeah. I just got it. I I, I, I forget it like. like that. <laughs> so I just kind of spewed out all the information, and we went over and got some hands on. Yeah. And then we edited it, and there was a Rhino, I think, the slider company. They posted yeah. their video first. But they did because I remember. Um, we were in the cafeteria because we shot it, and we ran over, and Dave. I mean, I was really new to editing, so Dave edited this one because he was much faster than I was. Um, and so you were editing it, and I was just kind of sitting around. And then I saw some people over there, and it was the Rhino guys. And I walked over, I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're editing our Black Magic Pocket Cinema Camera video. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. And then I walked over to Dave, I'm like, hey, they're doing a video right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it worked out because that was an example of we've been posting every week for the last couple months. Yeah. We were practicing and... consistency, I think, that month. Yeah. That was like, Mm -hmm. I think we talked about that. We were like, okay, YouTube likes consistency. Yep. Same day. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, same day every week. Same day every week. Or same, we might have been doing two a week. I feel like it was time. two. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Same two days every week. Mm-hmm. Upload. Mm-hmm. Same time, roughly. I think. Yeah. Was it the same time? Or? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, like, same time. Roughly. Yeah. And YouTube loved they that. They loved that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so we posted it. And because we had that kind of snowball effect, I think they shared our video more. Also, because I'm plugged in on a lot of different forums, I posted on different forums and yeah. Twitter. And I'm always amazed at Reddit. how many people you know. <laughs> You're like talking to the Black Magic guy, and it's like you knew him. And I was like, how do you oh know yeah, these um, what was Captain his name? Hook? Yeah. Captain Hook. Yeah, I, 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 was, I don't know why I my just brain... know him from a forum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Captain Hook on the forum. I'm, that's yeah, not his I don't know his name. name. No. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his uh, badge, it says Captain Hook on it. I did it. Yeah. So, anyways, that was a lot of fun to like to see that, and we got a hundred thousand views in a day, which. Was, was the it, first time was anything insane. like that ever ever happened? I think we, we were, were at, over the moon. We were at un, we were under four thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. and I think that week we grew to over ten. Yep, in a week, mm-hmm. and we were through. Yeah, we were to the moon. We were just on cloud nine, and it was funny because the the tone of uh, our presence changed the next day. Yeah, that's like, right. People we, started to we like met, noticing you. So we we were like walking around the day of black magic no big deal yeah we were rocking around the next day did you guys do the black magic video yeah that's right <laughs> and like literally people were like amazed that we put it out so fast i think it's not kind of a not a novelty anymore like no. i feel like almost everybody goes instantly now yeah i but... feel like it's 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 hard to be first now mm-hmm. i think when we did it, it was so hard to be first when we did it. more but... companies give stuff before the announcement to right. youtubers uh under an nda and mm-hmm. then they just launch it at once you know right armando and myself are always included in these like random like sony cameras or dji especially for dji stuff mm-hmm. like here's the new you know, we would right. have and the Mavic for like two months before it's out. Right. And, and there's just an embargo yeah. day at a MKBHD, specific time. Um, MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee, he, he's kind of like known for saying, so I've had this for the last three months. Right. Here's my, yeah. <laughs> and like, and we just heard about it. It's become a, a yeah. meme on Twitter. Like people will use that for any type of launch, like memeing. MK. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, anyways. Again, we're off topic. This is just conversation between two friends, really. Yeah, or just kind of reminiscing. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Um, the viral success, you know, the the growth of the channel. I feel like after NAB, it was like, okay, game time. Let's get yeah. serious now. We got we, an we office space, good. too. Yeah, we were feeling Yeah, that office, man. Mm-hmm. I like that office. Oh, man. $250 a month for that... an office space. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> In California, dude, like, you can't buy, like, you can't even get like a meal for that much you know i'm just kidding but i mean you might be exaggerating (laughs) a bit but yeah it 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 was ridiculously cheap and honestly it might be my favorite kino ticket set yeah i agree yeah the small one the small one that's what i'm talking about we had a big one we we eventually upgraded in that same office to a bigger office space and it was good i liked having a little bit more room but it felt like we didn't really have much more room honestly because we were editing in the small little yeah. cave and it was a mess in there right? because I put everything that was in my house in there because yeah. I had no room in my apartment. So it was like, okay, great. Now I can just I load. feel like, I almost feel like the smaller set was better, not because it felt like it had more space or anything, but I think because it was smaller, we had the same set design from the small one to the bigger space. Yeah. And so the bigger space felt empty. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's probably what it was because the small really, set just felt really good. We never really perfected that other one, honestly, either, because no. by the time we got over we there, I think there we were already... I think by the time we switched, I already knew we were going to move to California. Well, you knew you were going to move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew about two or three months in, and I think... I was questioning, should I upgrade? You know, we're only going to live in Nashville for three months. Mm -hmm. But it it was like, yeah, yeah why Might not? as well. I think it was like 50 bucks more. Yeah. It was twice the my, space. My buddy Davo took our old spot anyways. But That's right. But yeah, we're going on another tangent, but yeah. it doesn't matter. But that office space was really key, I think, for our consistency. And honestly, I, I miss the fact that I would say, okay, honey, I'm, I'll see you you know, at five o'clock and right. like I would drive to the office Yeah, and it was like a dedicated office space. I mean, I have that here at Polar Pro when I come and do the podcast right? and you know, it feels good to like go to the office. Right. And now that I do everything from my house, like I've converted my uh, garage into a set, mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't feel the same. It feels like you're just walking over. And even when you had your set, that helped me. Right. It probably didn't help you because it was your house. But... No, I, I actually enjoyed that. Okay, cool. I mean, I mean, it was great. Yeah, the the the, the last Kinetika set before uh, before I I left the channel. Yeah. was my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. we converted your living room into the set. So basically, tell me about this whole California thing, because here we are sitting right now yeah. at a desk in Costa Mesa. Right. Which And we both live here yes. in California. We both now live here. It's been a year that we've lived in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a year in October. <clears throat> tell me about that situation when I called you and said what I said. What you said, yeah. I'll let you share it. Sure. All right. Yeah, yeah I'll share it. I mean, feel free to jump in. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I know this story. I know how it goes. Yeah. But I want to hear your perspective. Okay. So it, w it was probably, I think you called me probably 10, 30, 11 at night. Mm -hmm. And it was, classic. I'm trying to, yeah, classic Dave. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't later. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to decide what what month was that? Because that was has probably, to do with. Um, it was probably August. I think it was August. It was because it was pretty close to October. October is when. Yeah, was... no, it was August because the next uh, I'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so it was August, uh, mid-August, somewhere in there. And you called me and you're like, hey, dude. So, I mean, the gist of it was basically. It's this job basically, that brought me here. Yeah, it was Polar Pro, actually. So, mm -hmm. um, And you're like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm moving to California. Mm -hmm. I'm moving in a couple months. And basically, you were just telling me, you're going to have so to find yeah. work. I'm but sorry. I, yeah, but I yeah. gave you, I was like thinking, I I was talking to Laura about it. I was like, she was like, you should probably tell him now. Yeah, you were, you I were trying to give me. Because I already for two months, I think. Yeah, you were trying to give me some time to get mm -hmm. on my feet and find something else. I knew for two months, but I also didn't know for sure, like, is this real? Like, because it, yeah. it almost seemed like, you want me to host a podcast in California and move my entire life over here? Yeah. Like, it almost didn't seem real, but. After two months of talking to it Rockwell. It seems real so far. <laughs> yeah, here we are Yeah, uh, a year later. But yeah, Rockwell uh, Munez, who works here, he was in charge of that, uh, yeah. you know, creating the podcast. And I had a lot of communication with him during those that time. Right. And uh, sure enough, it was real. Yeah. And yeah, so I was, it was a big, obviously, move for me with my wife and my family. Mm -hmm. um, but we decided we we're going to do it. And we found, uh, I don't think we found a spot yet. No, you didn't. Um but anyways, you, you basically were telling me in a very nice way. Uh-huh. You were letting me go. <laughs> um, but Just because I, I did not at all expect you to 
pick up your life and move to California. Yeah, and which I don't, did which I tell is, you in that conversation or did I call you back? Basically, really quickly. No, I, I feel like the next day an, I told you. It was an okay thing. Whereas like, yeah. I told you and you said, okay, yeah. wow, okay. And yeah. then good night. Right, and then I, because I, I was still living with, I, I was living at home. Uh-huh. And so my parents, they they were they were probably asleep. Honestly, mm. uh, I feel bad probably about this. I just woke <laughs> them up. And, Your mom has trouble sleeping, so she yeah. might have been awake. But. Yeah, and well, she probably had a lot more trouble sleeping after I walked downstairs <laughs> and I knocked on their door and I was like, "Hey, like, I think I'm gonna move to California." <laughs> uh, and yeah, I the next day I I think I called you and I said, "Hey, dude, I'm I'm coming. If so I can come, I'll come." I, yeah, yeah, it was like. If you'll still let me work for you, I'll I'll move too. Okay, and I was like, wow. Okay, well that changes everything because yeah. I was gonna have to find another shooter. Right. I was gonna figure out a, a set. I didn't know what to do. And in fact, I think when I told you that you were just kind of thinking of uh, looking out for me, and you mm-hmm. you were talking to uh, Rockwell Rocky, mm-hmm. and you basically said, hey, is there anyone to edit the podcast and shoot the yeah. podcast? Uh, yeah. And that's how I ended up working here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because when when we moved out, we both started working on this podcast because you yeah. you kind of put in a good word for me. Yeah, and at the time there weren't enough employees here. Since then, uh, it sounds crazy, but only a year later now we have like an extra ten people. Now. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you were basically coming with me to help um, run the podcast, right? And uh, that was just a nice additional income for you to to survive off of. Yeah. And um, Kinetika as well, we were making a little bit more money yeah. as well. So we were able to bump that up because the living expenses here are significantly more. Um, yeah, between the, the two things, I was doing pretty well, actually. Yeah. And well, it, you had a roommate as well. I had a roommate mm-hmm. and um, Kinetika, because the office was mm-hmm. my apartment, they covered some of my rent. Yep. So I was doing really well. Yeah. Um, and it was really good because you were the host of the podcast, but then I also worked for your YouTube channel. So yeah. like there was never conf- like conflicting schedules, which yeah. I did find when I was still working here mm-hmm. and I was working with Armando, it was just- That's a good point. It I never thought of that. If it, I'm not shooting Kanatika doing Polar Pro, yeah, you were also doing that. Right. So there were two separate jobs, but I was involved in both. You were so involved in both. there was no conflict. Both. No conflict, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I never and, thought of that. And Armando wasn't keeping me from doing the podcast by any means, but yeah. at the same time, it was like, if we had a shoot with Armando, but then you guys were like, you called me on Wednesday and it's like, hey, because you know, sometimes you get a guest in like the day before. Yeah. And so it's a Wednesday, often. you call me. And, like yeah, that. often. And you call me and it's like, hey, we got a podcast tomorrow. You know, it's yeah. like, well, and then I already have a shoot with Armando. And mm-hmm. it's just... So it ended up working out that yeah. I don't work here anymore. So Yeah. It was just, yeah, that's a good point. Because if we had a Kintika shoot scheduled and then out of nowhere, I guess, books that same week. And then you're like, what are we doing tomorrow? We're doing that shoot, right? I'm like, oh, actually, we're going to Polar Pro. Yeah. I and mean, you're that, like, oh, okay. Yeah, that happened all the time. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, sure. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... But um, that's cool. Yeah. So we we all got in a van, not in the same no, van, but, but you and uh, Malachi, Malachi, roommate my roommate. Yeah. Who's actually a YouTuber now. Yeah. He, so uh, it, yeah, he had a viral video. Yeah, he did. I, so I think you mentioned him before. He, I think that video is at 7 million now. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Malachi is a great example of consistency yeah. and, and just remaining true to yourself. Yeah. He has a, he has a series called, he's a motorcycle vlogger and he has mm-hmm. a series called Cycling Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, to his credit, he's posted almost every Sunday. I feel like there's a few that he posts sure. on Monday. But he did pretty well, and then uh, he had a video that got suggested or. But shout it was out. an old video. It was like yeah, it was a several, couple months old. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, and it, 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 yeah. A couple it, months after he posted it, YouTube just decided, "Hey, let's see, let's run an experiment on this video." People seem to click it. Yeah, and then sure enough, boom! It's blasted his channel to. I think he's got like seventy, Seven, eighty thousand yeah, now. Somewhere subs. in there. Yeah. He's more than Kintika. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go figure. Seven I mean, million. that's that's what seven million views will do for you. Absolutely, so. that's but, incredible. Uh, but yeah, so he moved from Nashville with you, right. and you guys drove across the country, sure and um, we ended up, you know, obviously living in the same apartment complex, which mm-hmm. was really fun. And yeah, so the journey continued in California, and that was a whole new experience. Yeah, and I think. Even the month before we did that, though, we even did Photokino in Germany, which yes. was, oh my I mean, gosh. I'll just touch on that briefly. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back to Germany so bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the Kolsch beer. Yes. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. But I, yeah. I think Col- it, uh, Kolsch. Cologne or? No, it, we were in Cologne. Yeah, was, that's right. But it was, it, it's not actually Cologne in, in German. It's Cologne. It's yeah. Cologne. Yeah. And then you get a Kolsch beer. Yep. Which was amazing. It was so good, and the food was amazing. You got the. You think Armando worst. would ever go? It's so expensive. It's like I don't know. Five grand for uh, us to both go. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be an, it would have to be sponsored for sure. I yeah. mean, that's just how those kind of trips happen. But I don't think he's really done out of country. Yeah, oh, I'll ask him. He might. It's quite a journey. It's coming up next year, twenty twenty. Yeah, so. I mean, it's worth it. I want to go again just to hang out with the European. Yeah, crew I mean, it was because there's a whole awesome. there's a whole another side of the youtuber space in like in europe right and like kai w that's where we met him for the first yeah, time that's right and, and uh phil it, bloom lives out there yeah. and andrew reed from eoshd who right. is a riot that was so uh, funny and dan chung, dan chung from atomos germany was a blast and then we moved to california and that changed everything, everything. um not only did our channel continue to grow because of uh, obviously, the Osmo Pocket was huge for us. Yeah, that video took that came Kinetica out from twenty five thousand to fifty in like a month. Yeah, that was this time last year, actually. That was where we met Armando, Armando and we right. did our collab with him. Did we meet him before? Yeah, I think so. But I feel like we met him at like NAB or something. Yeah. Or, or, oh no, no, we met him at uh, VidCon. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met him at VidCon. Mm-hmm. We met him at VidCon, yeah. and. Uh, the thing that has been the biggest change for me living here, and I'm sure you can attest to this, mm-hmm. is just the culture of this, like, I would even just say general area because right. we do live in Orange, I live in Orange County, now right. you live outside of LA, mm-hmm. but there still is, because it's California, there's this like LA kind of vibe to it. Right. And like so many people either live here or they come here. Right. And we've been able to collaborate with I mean, that's incredible how this, people. Yeah, that's how this podcast works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in the perfect spot because people mm-hmm. are constantly coming through and that's how you can get guests that don't exactly live here. Like I was listening to the one with Nick Sport. He doesn't mm-hmm. live here. Mm-hmm. But he was in town. Yep. And there you go. You got him exactly. on the podcast. Exactly. And um, that really changed everything because – in Nashville, we did you know, we met people at like NAB and VidCon and all that kind of stuff. Right. But when we would co- go back home to Nashville, it was just kind of like, all right, we're on our own. Yeah, I, there was uh, some seclusion. Yeah, in a in a way to it. But because we lived here, it was like we became good friends with Jeb and Dovey, for example, yep. and we would just like drive up and go collab with them. Or like, I need to do another hike with him. I know, he's. Amazing. I was just talking to him uh, the yeah. other day about doing another hike. Yeah. I feel like he's so busy though; it's hard to pin him down. He just got a new house and he's renovating his garage to be yeah. a studio right now. Which yeah, is I know. Cool. I saw that. But anyways, um, just the culture of like being able to collaborate with other YouTubers and being a part of that kind of circle really mm-hmm. changed a lot for me. Yeah. But then also living near the ocean 
you know, in Laguna was like a dream. Yeah. Well, and also it helped our channel because mm -hmm. there was never a question of where are we going to film? Yeah. Other than here or in, in um, I was going to say Costa Mesa, but that's that's not what I meant. In, <laughs> uh, in Laguna, it was just yeah. more like, well, what beach do we want to film at today? Yeah. I um I am a creature of habit in some circumstances and for for my work for for Kinetika especially mm -hmm. I was I'm always just strict on like what is the least friction the easiest like right. no color correction yep. run the audio into the camera so I don't have to sync it in post yep. uh that camera splits up the 4K recordings into multiple clips. That so let's so annoying. let's switch it to another camera that just yeah. makes one. Clip. Well, I agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, even now, like I'm big on IBIS autofocus right. for the cameras. Like if we don't need to bring a tripod, just get a camera with good IBIS. Right. Um, give me a flip screen. I don't want to carry a monitor. You know, stuff like yeah. that. It's like just remove as much friction as possible. And living 10 minutes from Laguna Beach yeah. was the best non-friction I could ever experience because yeah. it's just like, all right, let's just go drive down. And not only that, but like Treasure Island where we'd film often mm -hmm. is just a, tr a walking trail. Right. Uh, and the background is the most beautiful background you've ever seen in your life. Right. And you don't even have to get in the sand. You just stand right. on the pavement. Yeah, it's true. And it was it was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it was and really it looked easy. it looked really good. And it looked amazing. I mean, and if we if we wanted more of a kind of like a town vibe, we mm -hmm. would just go into Laguna, the town mm -hmm. itself. Or we eventually like after a couple of months we discovered San Juan because yeah. I didn't even know about it until, you know, we lived here for a while. San, yeah, San Juan, Juan is like a kind of old rustic kind of town. Yeah, the mission at San Juan is gorgeous. You always tell me about that. Yeah, I always tell you you should go film there. <laughs> I and should. I tell Armando that he should go film there. And no one listens to me. <laughs> but everyone that i bring there yeah. is always like oh my gosh this place is so amazing yeah, yeah. it's so beautiful i know yeah did you take your parents when they were in town i did yeah, yeah my parents finally came and visited yeah. it was really nice that's and, awesome um, i took them there and i think it i mean we went to the sequoia forest yeah. as well which you can't really quite different you can't really beat that but i think their favorite place in southern california that i took them was the mission oh wow yeah very cool and we even went to laguna so there you oh, go. Yeah, there you go. No. <laughs> but um so that whole you know you can just kind of pile that whole year together what was that year like that year of living in laguna and it wasn't even a year fully i guess it was because yeah. you six ended up months. moving in may June. or June. Yeah, end of may into june yeah um, six months yeah, yeah so i mean that journey of living first off moving from where you've grown up your whole life to moving here right. to experiencing even more in the youtube space and growing the channel what were some of the biggest things that you took away from that time sure i mean we're doing I mean, the live stream at that time too a lot yeah we were doing i i loved that yeah. live stream it was yeah. so fun it was very fun um i mean i'll say that it was like a big shock for me because i've never lived anywhere that was away from my family so that was interesting it's like being somewhere where there was no family yeah no, you know that was a little bit difficult at first to be honest like i was just yeah completely honest you know it's it's hard to live to drop everything, like say if you're living in, it doesn't really matter. Say you're living in Montana and that's where your family's from and everyone's yeah. there, but you want to do video work. So then you're like, oh, I'm going to move to LA, which is a great idea uh, for video work. It just is. Um, yeah. But you're leaving everything behind. That's hard. It just is hard. Yeah. But, um, but I will say that it was so cool for us as, yeah. a, as a channel because it was just the monumental growth that mm -hmm. we experienced and the connections that we made are just invaluable and that's yeah. the connections that i made that ended up me working with armando now yeah which has been great so yeah. and we've met some crazy people like 
I I never thought that I would meet Justine. Yeah. Like that's so crazy. Yeah, like she knows great. she knows who I am and that's yeah. that's super cool and she's super nice. Yeah. And, uh, I've met Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't Sarah, know. Sarah Dietschy. Sarah Dietschy. Yeah, yeah. She's there, great. Lots of people. So the list goes on and on. Obviously, the list goes on and on. all the guests on this podcast yep. have been incredible people. Met a lot of me. people through the podcast. That's one of my favorite things about this podcast, just meeting new yeah. people. So I feel like as far as just that whole process of moving from mm -hmm. Nashville to California and yeah. being in Laguna for six months, it was it was just a it was a great time. What what are some things for people who are starting their YouTube channel and you're starting your YouTube channel now and go follow Connor, Connor McCaskill. That's right. YouTube.com slash Connor McCaskill. Yes, you got the URL? That's an idea. Awesome. Yeah. Um, go follow him. He just hit a thousand subs. I did. Which is awesome. A huge milestone. Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier when I was just starting Kinotika, 2000 was like a huge deal for yeah. us. I've been consistently posting for about two and a half months. Heck yeah. So, so go follow him. You have a huge leg up, I think, against other people starting fresh. Yeah. Because you've literally started a YouTube channel with, with me, right. with Kantika. You've seen what it looks like to, right. to create a channel. Mm -hmm. You've, you kind of have a knack and an understanding of what hits and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And now with Armando, who is the king of uh, making money on YouTube. He is. I don't know anybody who has figured it out better than him, honestly, yeah. that I know. I feel like um, I have had great influences mm -hmm on me for starting this thing. And I I think I, I'm actually working on a video right now. I was just in Big Bear yeah. shooting it. Um, not because it has anything to do with Big Bear. I just like just to go. Just a pretty background. I just like to go places. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just kind of what and I you do. you don't have two kids. And I don't have two kids. So I can just <laughs> up and leave on a Sunday and do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? No, but um, I, I talk about in that video and I actually I'm having other people appear in it. That's a great thing for me. And another yeah. advantage that I know all you guys. So Dave is going to be in the video mm -hmm. as long as you're still willing. Of course. And uh, I forgot Arm about it until now, but yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I'm going to be in that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Armando is going to be in it. And uh, another gentleman, Jackson Hayes, said that he yeah. would be in it as long as he's still willing. I got to make sure that's yeah, still going great. on. But in the video, I talk about like having people around you that encourage you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like you and Armando right now have been huge influences on me and finally starting yeah. myself that's great and have you found that this last month that you've been consistent that you've had um kind of a snowball effect of like okay i did it last week and the week before i need to make yeah. another one this week or like yeah you're learning it's funny how when you start making videos it's hard to kind of go into a youtube channel starting fresh with like a game plan because mm -hmm. you you want to do your groundwork and and research mm -hmm. but i've found at least with Cantica. Like if you look at the first video and and the video I posted yesterday, right? Like they're so different, Absolutely. and it, I only I only arrived there through doing three hundred videos, right. you know. And Absolutely. Like, like, what are you learning over this last month uh, from just doing consistent content? Yeah. So for me, I, I mean, I'm not doing anything super crazy consistent. I knew that I'm pretty busy with what I'm doing right now, yeah. and so I've I thought to myself, okay, what's something I can commit to that's realistic, you know? Yeah because I can commit to a lot of things, but I, I don't want to kill myself to do this because YouTube isn't paying me, mm -hmm. you know. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so I, I said, okay, every two weeks I'm going to upload, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's 
one weekend. It's enough. Right. It's, you, it's it, enough. Do your do your bare minimum or, or do your maximum, I guess. Like, look at your life well, I mean, and realize, like, what's yeah. the, what is what I can do? What right. can I actually do? This isn't do? my minimum or my maximum, to be honest. It's kind of like a good middle ground, okay. you know? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I looked at it. I was like, I thought about posting once a week because I know mm -hmm. that's really good. Mm -hmm. But I thought, okay, that's kind of my maximum. And I know I can't consistently keep that up. There's going to be weeks where I can't. Yeah. You know, it's just inevitable. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, well, what's my minimum? Well, that's like a, once a month, but that's not going to get me anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> I thought once every other week, one weekend I go out and I record. And then the next weekend I edit and upload. Mm. And that way I can, on my weekends, like I don't feel like I'm having to shoot and edit and upload every weekend, yeah. you know, and just kill myself to, mm. to make these things. So, yeah. But since I've been doing that consistently for roughly two months, uh, I can say that my last video that I uploaded last weekend uh, is doing exponentially better than the one I uploaded before. So mm -hmm. you it's start great. to see some uh, some real traction yeah. as you grow and as you continue to so post I, videos. Absolutely. So I think my last video is sitting at almost six thousand views mm -hmm. right now, which that's for amazing. me is amazing because you know I only have a thousand subscribers. So for me, that's really good. And that's also to compare to myself, uh, my video before that has a couple hundred views. Wow. So it's up, you know, like 600%. Yeah, seriously. Which comparing that to myself is a great number. Yeah. Um, I mean, of, often now, I mean, Armando and myself, we're getting less views than our subscribers. Yeah, and I know. think that's normal. That's very normal. Uh, once you, you wanna, reach a, You want to get a, like if you can get a third of your subscriber yeah. base, that's great. In early game, you want to be getting more than your subscriber base, mm -hmm. impossible, obviously, because yeah. you you have small numbers, so it makes sense. But there's a there's a turning point somewhere in there where you're gonna get about a third or less, yeah, on average of your subscribers in views, save for really good videos that just kind of blow up, yeah. which happen from time to time. And those are the videos that you grow on. Mm -hmm. For instance, with Kinetika, that was the Asthma Pocket one, mm -hmm. or, know, the we were, or the M50 video, or the M50 video. Yeah, so it's like we were doing pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Big video, we grow, you yeah. know. And but then, then there's it, consistent growth zoom in between. Out. Yeah, like you zoom out and the, the views on some of those big videos like the M50, the Osmo Pocket, it's just every month you continue to get yeah. a lot of views on it. Right. And so uh, for me, I think, well, I mean, the original question was kind of like, what have I learned or seen? Mm -hmm. And so I think I've seen that even only posting once every other week, mm -hmm. as long as I'm being consistent in that, YouTube likes that. Yeah. And so they're starting to maybe promote me a little more. Yeah, I could probably grow faster if I uploaded more. Actually, I know I would grow faster yeah. if I uploaded more, but right now that's not, that's just not in the cards. Yeah, so. and there's no rush. I've talked about this a lot and I hear this from Gary Vaynerchuk, like just be patient. Like yeah. this is a lifelong game. Absolutely, and this is totally long-term. Yeah, you, you don't have to rush to hit a million. Like no. you can take your time with this, you know? Yeah, and honestly, I feel like- And you're learning along the way. I almost feel like if I'm growing at a normal pace, mm -hmm. there's so much more, like I've already learned a lot mm -hmm. in two years of working for you and working for the podcast, Polar Pro Podcast and working yeah. for Armando, I've learned a lot. But I know that just doing this on my own, yeah. I'm gonna learn even more. Yeah, And I feel like if I'm, if I'm growing and learning at a consistent pace, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna be a stronger, creator yeah then if i were to just not saying you can't but if you're just thrown into a ton of followers like a lot of kids are these yeah. days like some kids will just blow up for no reason it's a lot mm. it's a lot so you know I, I feel like they almost don't know there's some people that blow up and then disappear yeah you know and i would rather not literally 
Dis- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is yeah, not literally. <laughs> but they they get um they their channel grows super fast, but then they just yeah they kind of just fade away. My um my friend Brock Gill, who's uh, an illusionist, he one time had a, a weekend um where he was teaching a bunch of other magicians. At the time, I wanted to do magic. Right. It was yeah. a fun little camp that he put on with a bunch of other aspiring magicians which sounds very secretive and like awesome to be a part of it it was awesome um but he he did like a little metaphor for us he said go get some go find a bunch of twigs and he like lived in the in the forest like he literally lives in a forest it's amazing sketchy at all it was awesome no No, he has like a big barn and like you know total natural yeah yeah country country life my parents have 10 acres i know yeah (laughs) and uh he said go find a bunch of twigs and then find sticks that are slightly bigger than those twigs. And then mm-hmm. find um, sticks bigger than those sticks. And then I've got a bunch of logs. We're going to cut those up. We're going to make a fire. And I was like, why do I need to find little twigs? And he, he taught me, he's like, you want to start with the tiny little twigs. Right. And then you add slightly bigger twigs. And then you sl- add slightly bigger sticks. And then bigger, bigger sticks. And then you put the log on. Mm-hmm. A lo- he said, watch this. He took a log, doused it with gasoline, threw a match on it. Poof, big, giant flame for like literally two minutes Mm -hmm. and then it just dissipates and the log doesn't catch he's like that is what happens when you get fame and success and that you don't have the time to grow right you want the this is a journey like your career is a journey and a process and you start Mm -hmm. small and you can slowly build up to that log if we're going with that metaphor sure that's a great metaphor and right now i still feel like i'm still at the beginning stages i've only been doing youtube now for like seriously two years right and it's a slow journey. It's a, a long yeah. career to get to that log. But you sometimes do see people, like you said, who get gasoline thrown on them and then the match is lit and then they blow up and they get a ton of success, but they don't have the, the experience or the time to grow naturally in, in a healthy way to right. get to that point to where they're mature well, enough to right. make decisions. It's just hard to maintain something yes. like that. and anyways. Especially with no experience. Right. And you so. see that a lot with child actors who like grow up, um, you know, and they get fame quickly and they're just too young to understand it. And maybe they have some issues in right. their life or whatever. And that, that seems to be a trend with young people who get success quickly because they haven't matured into it, mm-hmm. you know. But then you look at people like Keanu Reeves, who's like, he's matured gracefully and like oh an, an amazing Keanu. way. Like he's literally like the best human being ever uh, ever yeah. <laughs> probably ever second um, best like look at his career i mean obviously he was a child actor but he's also had big bullet points in his life obviously right. the matrix is one of the biggest yeah and also but, john wick yes but that but if you look at matrix and john wick there's a long i mean that's what more than a decade right well, between I mean, those two that kind of goes back to what i was saying with even kinetica how it was like Osmo Pocket or M50 video, yeah. normal, normal, normal. Osmo Pocket video, normal, normal. Yeah. It's like it's good to have those bursts. And of, it hasn't bursted again, honestly, it, it will, since though. Osmo Pocket. It will. It will. It's just, you know, sometimes the it's a longer yeah. uh, longer time before yeah. that next one comes. And that's okay. And that's the thing. I mean, like, you have to be okay with that. And mm-hmm. my video that I'm making right now is how to stay motivated when you're not getting any views. Yeah. That's that's the title. How do you stay that's motivated without getting any views? Well, that's something that I'm going to have you share on. I'm going to have Armando <laughs> share on and Jackson stay on. But it's almost, and I hope one of you guys, because I feel like I kind of failed in this. So maybe you can even talk about this in uh, your point. But it's nobody 
cares about your video until they care you know mm. it's it's kind of a weird thing it's like you know i care about you i care about what you make in your videos so i'm going to watch your videos but most yeah. people aren't friends with you you know yeah. they care about the content that the video mm -hmm. actually is about yes. and so until until they care they don't care and self-referencing yourself in your videos i think especially if you haven't grown is kind of silly right like for example if i only had a thousand subscribers and i was talking as if i was like this famous youtuber referencing other videos right. expecting you to have seen all 20 of my videos and like me complaining about youtube youtuber life mm -hmm. it's kind of like oh, what like yeah dude like you have no room to talk i don't even know who you are you know exactly and even now where i'm at at seventy thousand, you know subscribers right that's still a very small channel in the i mean it's big for sure but no i know what you mean because if you like i mean you can compare, I can't, you can compare yourself to anyone you can compare yourself to pewdiepie he's yeah. over 100 million subscribers know, yeah but that's that's not a good thing to do that like mm -hmm. if you compare oh yeah i mean just compare yourself to yourself i think that's the best yes. way to see how am i doing today healthy compared gross. to last week absolutely or last month. and so like i can't even compare myself look for instance it would be it would be dumb for me to compare myself to my uh, my one friend Malachi, mm -hmm. right? You know he had uber successful video, mm -hmm. and now he has eighty thousand subscribers, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's two ways I can look at that. I, well, I can be jealous uh -huh. and be upset that that didn't happen to me, and look at me with my one thousand subscribers and my video that went successful is only at six thousand views. That's a way to look at it. Or the other way to look at it is, dude, that's awesome. I'm super happy for you. Oh, but by the way. I just I just grew six hundred percent right now. I'm doing yeah. really good, and I, it's comparing it to myself. Yes, you know? exactly. There's always somebody faster, better, more ahead of you. There's yeah. also somebody behind as well. Absolutely. And it's it, when you get caught up in that, and I get caught up in it all the time. I think a lot of creatives deal with this comparison game. Mm -hmm. um, it can really be a detriment to your creativity because right. everything that you're doing. If you keep that in your in the back of your head, it's like, oh, I wonder what they're gonna think about this, or mm -hmm. I wonder if this will take me, this will go viral, you yeah. know. That there, kind of and there's always people too that are gonna be like upset with what you make, you know. Yeah. Even if you make, let's just say you made the perfect video, uh -huh. <laughs> you know? it was absolutely perfect, no yeah. mistakes. Everything you said was to the T, 100 percent uh -huh. factual. Someone's gonna have a problem with it. Oh yeah, totally. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And there's always gonna be somebody out there who is, uh, again, like making their videos in a way that makes you jealous or better sure. like uh potato jet and make art now oh, make art now uh joshio who we've had on the podcast yeah. like when i watch their content um i get jealous i'm like oh man that is so good and yeah. makes me want to give up and yeah i've heard that from a lot of creatives and if you talk to josh he's just like he doesn't even he doesn't think that way he doesn't even think he's that great mm -hmm. and it's funny that everybody has because he same. might be comparing himself to someone else. Exactly. And so just stop, right? Like, yeah, just it's easier stop. said than done, but um, it's it's almost interesting that it's it's okay to live in a in a bubble that is your mm -hmm. content. Yeah. You know? It's okay to take some influences, of course, but it's even better to not take influences, but yeah. just live in your bubble yeah. and and just I've heard you know, of people. Be content. I've heard of people. I think Josh actually told me that he unsubscribed from everybody on YouTube. Mm and doesn't have doesn't subscribe to anything yeah and just uses youtube.com as a place to post his videos and respond to comments but by not kind of getting input from watching everybody else in your niche mm -hmm. 
kind of can help you just be true to yourself and not try to replicate yeah something else although you know it's good to do research and yeah. to see what's going on uh, mr beast for example like his whole entire strategy and his whole game to where he's arrived very successful is all game. based on him being a total nerd about seeing what is happening on youtube seeing what hits seeing what doesn't right and playing the algorithm game and stuff like yeah. that so he's like the master at the algorithm yeah. game right now yeah. yeah, but then you look at some of the older people um, who've been doing this forever, like Rhett and Link. Mm-hmm. They've just built a huge following based on their personality and their content. And, right. Um, they've been doing this for years, you know. Yeah, it's very successful, consistent business, you know. Yeah. I don't think they're seeing crazy rapid growth like Mr. Beast is, but they're also very successful in, in their own place. right. They're in yeah, their own exactly. place, yeah. So if they if they were to comp- – that's a great example. Yeah. If Rhett and Link compare themselves to Mr. Beast, they'd be like, man, our growth is nowhere near that. Yeah. That's, we're, we're terrible. Right. But then if Mr. Beast looks at Rhett and Link, he's like, they've been doing this for years. They have a, they have a consistent – Consistent, successful, successful business that isn't faltering at all. They're employing – people and you know it's like a tv show basically right so everybody can compare to somebody else and just stop yeah just stop but tell me about like your journey from going from one person me Mm -hmm. (laughs) to another armando who's very different um and at a different uh scale i mean his channel is much larger and uh he's had way more experience as well Mm -hmm. what's that journey been like working with him and seeing how his channel works and even comparing it to kind of more of the startup, you know, feel yeah. that we had. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it was, it was a bit odd at yeah. first, just cause the only experience I had was, you know, working in this field with you. So, I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's all I knew. So when I went to Armando, uh, it was a different person. Different I'm, a, person. I'm a little loosey goosey. Yeah. You're pretty loose. You're really loose. Uh, and so, especially with lighting and yeah. cameras and, and if you've ever watched Armando's channel, which by the way, you should, yes, his is much more produced. Yes. You know, uh, there's, you know, the lighting will spend a lot of time just setting up lighting, mm-hmm. you know, a whole day even sometimes, you know, if it, if it merits it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very different. And he shoots like raw. On yeah, we C200. shoot. Uh, yeah, we shoot C two hundred raw. He's looking at yeah. getting the C five hundred. You probably all heard this if you listen to his podcast yeah. uh, on the Polar Pro podcast. So, so it's almost like taking going from like amateur indie to like it was professional. It was more like because you're professional. Don't sell yourself short. But it was more <laughs> gorilla. Yeah, you know, which it I, was I like embrace that shooting yeah. from the hip. You know, mm-hmm. uh, quick edits, trying to be timely. You yeah. know, it the being Foc- our focus on Kentika was about the comedy and the timing yeah. of the editing. And I the mean, text and all. If that. you look at a, a old uh, like a Kentika edit when I was working with Kentika, it was, mm. I mean, the, you know, fast text and yeah, punch in, sound the face, awkward, leaving in mistakes. Yeah, you know, that was very much the style. And now that I'm, I've moved to Armando's channel. Uh, I've actually taken a little bit of that with me, but mm-hmm. I'm mixing it with his style, which is much more. Um, it's clean. It's very clean. It's super clean, uh, and it mm-hmm. looks really good. So yeah. it's it's just it was a different transition. At first, it was kind of, you know, we were trying to figure out basically how each other worked yeah. because he hadn't had a shooter or an editor in a while. I think and he, you guys he also used to have one. I had the benefit of not only knowing you since we were like kids, basically. Yeah. But also knowing you for two years in a professional sense, right? So he didn't know you at all, basically, other than right. our interactions, and he has never worked with you. Right. So 
for anybody that's and not only, like it's not like you're just joining a company no. of 30 people it was literally you and armando and that's yeah, it it's just a duo it's a duo so yeah. i mean that's a big relationship you know to kind of yeah. learn each other's language right and and i will say it's like you know again when we first started out it was a bit awkward trying to figure it out but even now it's been since uh, so i guess it's been about six months mm. not, not quite but just about i feel like just we've kind of figured that out a lot better and i'm sure as we continue yeah. to work in the future we'll just continue to figure it out more mm -hmm. and more and he so. tells me that i can't have you back so yeah sorry dave <laughs> Yeah. I can't afford you still. Anyways, yeah. your your rate's gone up. That's right. Quite a bit. Um so what what else can you say to somebody who looks at what you're doing now? You've you've basically hopped from Starbucks, uh, straight out of college to starting a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. moving to California, mm -hmm. now working for an even bigger YouTube channel. Right. And who knows what is ahead. Who knows? Um living near LA, being I a sure part of know. this whole thing. I know, right? Yeah. Like, what do you have to say? I mean, is that something you can speak to? Like, the journey that this whole thing has taken you on? Is, yeah. You didn't expect it. Like, is sure. there something that you've learned about that as yeah, a whole? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, if you can't tell by, like, me being punctual, it's like I'm a very structured – I try to be as structured as I can. Mm -hmm. And so when something came at me out of nowhere, mm -hmm. normally I shy away from it. I'm not quick on the trigger, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like – I like, for instance, I turned on, I had an opportunity to go to Vegas and shoot an MMA thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was going to pay me pretty well. And they were going to fly mm -hmm. me down there. It was one day. Yeah. Right? I remember you calling me about that. I called you about it. To well, ask some advice or something. Yeah. I asked, basically, I just didn't pull the trigger on it uh, right away. I called, I was like, hey, I was like, I'll get back to you. You know, I should have just taken it probably. But I uh, I said, I'll get back to you. I called called you because you yeah. used to, i didn't i've never really done this kind of work before freelance like and even, true freelance yeah even when you were working with me even though it was freelance technically you weren't having to work for the job you had no. the job right exactly so when that came up i called you and then by the time i called them back which really wasn't that long uh, the job was already taken yeah because in know? that world basically it's like we just need to book somebody as soon as possible right and yeah. so what i've kind of figured out is you know it's okay to be structured it's okay to have a plan mm -hmm. uh but i think that all the best things that have come out of this have been on spontaneous decisions mm -hmm. you know not saying like i hadn't put any thought into it but it's like here's the opportunity and i and i took it you yeah know? you can th you and can then th i figured it out later you can think about okay is this opportunity going to further my career my yeah. my experience yeah it's like process it's, it for a couple seconds figure it out uh but then you know if this is an opportunity like you said it's going to further you mm -hmm. just do and it. you weren't expecting it yeah. yeah just do it it was like the california thing like i think i i told you because we went to Vid, uh, vidcon and mm -hmm. i was in california and i think you asked me in california like, would you ever yeah live you, here? you said would you ever want to live here and i was like no way yeah. You know, I said, I was like, no way. Unless, I think I said, unless my job took me here. Yeah. Which it did. <laughs> uh, so now I live here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid of opportunity. Mm. I think that would be the thing. Because from my personality and my brain, I tend to, you know, be cautious of new things. Yeah. You know, it's like, this thing is new. How is this going to affect my life? I need a couple of days to process this before I make a decision. And in this business, you don't normally have a couple of days to process things. You mm -hmm. kind of just have to jump on it when they come.
Yeah. And I think that's really valuable because there's probably a lot of people who've been listening to this show that can relate more to you than the way that I think, because, um, because I'm probably the opposite where it's like, yes, 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 yes. And I've had to learn to say no. Right. Like I've had to learn to realize that, okay, I can't say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to please, I can't please everybody. Yeah. I mean, the perfect brain is somewhere between yours and mine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who that is. Yeah. uh, Someone is that and they're very successful. (laughs) Probably Peter McKinnon. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's doing very, very well. Yes. Um, or, I mean, obviously a lot of uh, creative people out there, they have managers and people to help mm-hmm. with that. Cause... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, like, like you were saying, like I was kind of the anchor for you. Yeah. And then you were kind of helping me to say yes. So it's like mm-hmm. we were helping each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for Armando, it's like, you know, he, he's needed help with just, but he, he has overwhelming amount of like clients and he's so got he, more business sense and yeah. he's, he's a really smart guy. Oh, he's, he's brilliant when and it he's comes not, to it. Absolutely. I, I think he's he's on time to stuff. Yeah, he is. He's he's a punctual guy. Yeah. Um, but like I think his his thing was that he was just getting overwhelmed with mm. you know, offers. And so he he now has someone to help him with that specifically and it's oh, been great. A, amazing for him. That's good. So it's like, you know, you may not be that perfect brain that yeah. is able to balance mm. everything, you know. Mm. So find people that can help you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody starting YouTube in 2020, which is coming up, can you believe it? 2020. Oh my what, what kind of advice do you have for them? Because you, uh, because I've known you for two, three years now in this YouTube space. Sure. I've always just been like, do you want to start a YouTube channel? And you're like, I think I want to do something about hiking. Like right. you're such a, you're into the hiking Absolutely. culture and that whole thing. But then also you, you love tech and camera stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I combined so them. So you kind of combined them. Like, yeah. What I mean, what do you have to say about that? Like, if you're thinking about starting a channel, mm-hmm. what's the best way to go about that? Should you do something that you think will be popular? Should you do something that you're passionate about? Sure. I mean, right now, I'm I'm doing something that I'm passionate about more than something I think will be popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like if I wanted to be to do something that was going to be popular, I would probably be doing what we did early in Kinotika and buying the newest and greatest stuff and yeah and reviewing it and. I could do that, and maybe in the future I might consider it. Uh, yeah. It might be good for growth. But right now I'm sticking to kind of my guns. Of like, hey, I really like my Fujifilm camera. I'm gonna make a video about it. Or yeah. hey, this is the backpack <laughs> that I've been using for a while. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna make a video about it. Yeah. Did anyone care? Not really. <laughs> no one watched that backpack video. But it's what I wanted to make. And yeah. um, I think for and you're learning too every time. I'm you learning. Make a video. Yeah. And and the great thing about early on, and the fact that this is not, I'm not reliant on it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no right answer right now yeah. other than staying consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, staying consistent is the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the content that you're making, I I have full, I have freedom to just do whatever I want. You know, yeah. I can I can make any content that I want right now because the channel, YouTube's algorithm hasn't probably categorized it yet, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't really have a fan base that's dedicated to any specific thing. So right now I'm kind of doing mostly camera related stuff but with some hiking yeah but maybe eventually i want to take it more on the hiking side i can still do that if i want to Mm -hmm. so in terms of what should you do something you're passionate about or something that you think is going to be popular i think if you're doing it because you think it's going to be popular you're probably doing the wrong thing (laughs) you're probably doing the wrong thing yeah Yeah. 
So right now, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So that's the thing that I wanted to start. And so I'm, you know, I, like I said, I had encouraging people encouraging me to do it. And eventually, I just said, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And now I am. And it's going, yeah, it's going okay. Yeah. And do you like it? I do. Yeah. I, I wish I had more time to put into it, uh, which is a great thing. Yeah. I feel like if I was dreading shooting and, mm -hmm. and making the video, then again, I'm probably doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, on that note, I yeah. think uh, we've come to a conclusion with our podcast here. This was a lot of fun. That was fun. Definitely go check out Connor's uh, YouTube channel, Connor McCaskill. That's it's right. It's called M-C-C-A-S-K-I-L-L. -L. Good job. Uh, yeah. And Connor has two N's, not one. And it's an O instead of an E. Yeah. Yeah. No one can spell my first, middle, or last name usually <laughs> on their first try. Mark with a C instead of a K. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. There you go. So wow, that's crazy. Extra little tidbit of information. <laughs> Definitely go give him a follow. Um, well worth it to see your journey on yeah. YouTube. Help me get started. I'm taking suggestions all the time. Comment. I comment yes. back on every single thing as much as I can. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys have suggestions, just give them to me. Yes. And then on that note, uh, do you mind editing this episode for me? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm done now. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's a lot of fun doing yeah. this so different. It felt, did feel like a live stream in a way though. Yeah, it feels, well, I mean, it just kind of felt like I was talking to you. Yeah. I don't think I've ever looked at your eyes this long before though. Yeah, I know. But uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed my interview with the one, the only Connor McCaskill. Make sure to give Connor a follow on Instagram at Connor underscore McCaskill and go check out his YouTube channel as well under the same name. And make sure to hit him up on Instagram just shoot him a DM and say, hey, I loved your interview on the Golden Hour podcast. It was definitely really fun to kind of get the perspective from him about working with me and hearing the stories and just kind of reminiscing about the journey that led from Nashville to California for both of us. It really was something that we really did together. So it's cool to see where he's at now with Armando and having this interview was a lot of fun for me. So I hope it was fun for you. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast player of choice. And if you are on an Apple device, then please head over to the podcast app and leave a review you. It really means a lot to us. And that's kind of how we can raise in the ranks of the podcast game on Apple Podcasts. So leave a review, leave a star rating. Hope you guys have a happy holidays. Thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Polar Pro Studio. We'll see you guys next year.